Hello and welcome to the next episode of Pop Increase. I think it's what the 17th now. I mean, I've lost count. Gotta go check back on Anchor how many episodes we've done now. Um, but yeah, last time we spoke about the T20 World Cup, uh, Super 12 space. We did a speed preview of every team, uh, and I think uh, Ani is probably the happiest of all right now because all his predictions are coming true so far. Yeah, I mean. That's what I am. I'm Nostradamus for cricket. <laughs> yeah, um, predicted everything good. Yeah, and I'm I'm feeling pretty good as well because uh, um, you know some of the predictions I made were sort of fantasy motivated, uh, <laughs> specifically Shaheen. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty happy with how things are going. I'm waiting for Namibia uh, to beat Pakistan, so I'm I'm still waiting. Oh, still waiting on that. Yeah. That's the big one. Um, yeah. I said uh, in a group chat that I'll start sports betting if I got that one right. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I think like you can me not start sports betting. You can you can be a consultant for gamblers and you know like like get commission off their winnings. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I think you can yeah. agree it's an objectively bad World Cup because none of my predictions are coming true. So. Uh, we can move on to the next uh, cricketing event. It, I would say it's an objective, objectively bad World Cup predictions or otherwise. Honestly, not a not a big fan of the World Cup so far. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I think the batting left me wanting for more. I think it's been this World Cup where, like you know, win toss, bowl first, win points. That's true. Barring uh, one game of Afghanistan, I guess. Ooh, I guess like even the West Indies. Uh, Bangladesh game. Bangladesh yeah. game. Yeah. This Bangladesh game. Uh, that was a proper heist. That was a proper heist. It was a very good game, actually. I think that was one of the best games of the World Cup so far. You know how, like, um, when the IPL resumed, or when cricket first resumed after uh, COVID first hit, yeah. you know, you thought that people would be kind of, like, rusty and out of form yeah. and stuff coming back into the game. But it wasn't really the case in that mm-hmm. I, in the IPL last year. Uh, yeah. I felt like the quality of cricket was still really, really good. Um, some fitness levels were down, that's all. Mm-hmm. But it feels like in this World Cup, it feels legit like people haven't played in months. Um, <laughs> and it's 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 surreal because, you know, we just saw an IPL go go down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it actually feels like... Most of the players featured in the IPL, so it's quite surprising. I mean, like you can say... Uh... Teams like Sri Lanka, I mean, I guess Asaranga played a couple of games, but uh, you know, teams like Sri Lanka, uh, Bangladesh probably didn't have like an IPL prep to come in to the World Cup. But um, Pakistan played the PSL. They they had some other problems, but they still managed to host their domestic T20 competition, and they they come in pretty pretty strong. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think it's kind of funny because we've always thought of T20 as a batter's game and here, I, I mean, in Abu Dhabi and um, Dubai, you seriously expect scores in excess of 160 and we rarely got that. I mean, England barely had to test their other batters all the time. Their bowlers finished the job for them. Yeah. Uh, and exactly. it's, yeah, it's, I, I really think that the, okay, the bowling has been good, but I don't think it's extraordinary barring the spell of Shaheen against India to, um, you know, really threatened batters to a scores yeah. of like 140 or 130 below. And even the West Indies-Bangladesh game, I really felt it was a case of poor batting on both sides. Bangladesh really chased badly. They should have won the game comfortably. And 
I mean, what only Puran managed to hit for West Indies, and Puran clearly showed that you can hit in, on that pitch, even though it's slow. I mean, forty or twenty-two balls, even in the last five overs, and people said the last five overs are the most difficult to bat or whatever. So, I mean, it's clearly possible, but there's something quite rusty among the batters, or have the bowlers really got on top of the batters? I'm I'm really not sure because it's it's quite puzzling. I I really don't see any out of the ordinary change to. motivate such a batting collapse but maybe uh it's just that now the mindset has changed i i have no idea how to explain what's going on um i think it i feel like the mindset has like i mean i guess the philosophy is right where you know like hitting boundaries wins you t20 matches and uh i guess like australia proved that last night but uh other than that it feels like the mindset is not like it's not completely abiding with the philosophy like the philosophy is right but you know it's it's going back to the time in like 2007 2009 where in t20s batsmen were all just like they want to go bang 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 so they they were trying too hard to go bang 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 i feel like that's what's happening this time too and that's resulting in a lot of poor batting collapses because bowlers have clearly become smarter they they're using matchups better uh, they're the bowling they're obviously having a lot more information to work out on and They're targeting batsmen weaknesses, and batsmen are just not adapting to it. At least that's how I feel it's been going. I know. Strangely, even in 2010, we had games where they're 180 plus and 200 plus. Here, the only game where I think it went up to 190 was that Afghanistan Scotland game. Oh yeah. Oh, but yeah. I guess like Afghanistan has been uh, uh, pleasantly surprising everybody so far this World Cup. So that's a That's something nice to see because now you have another Asian team who's who you can't consider as a minnow anymore. So that's nice. That's that's actually pretty good. Hopefully, nothing happens to their cricket like when it's the next World Cup. I'm actually not too surprised by Afghanistan. Well, see, I think if this ha- this happened in the in a 50-over World Cup, that would be very surprising. Mm-hmm. But I think T20 kind of is a is a balancing thing to a certain extent, and also right. Afghanistan cricketers, I think, at this point have. Almost built a roster for twenty twenty cricket. You know their That's two best true. players, Rashid and Nabi, are perfect twenty twenty guys. Mm. And um, they have enough experience playing in franchise leagues. Like I, I guess, uh, yeah, like Rashid, Nabi, Mujib. These guys are almost there in every franchise league yeah. tournament. So, again, and you know when you, when you see their batters like uh, Hasanullah Zazai and all, you know he's meant for that this exactly. format really. So, yeah. uh, uh, you know it's. I'm less surprised, but I am very glad that it's happening. Um, it would be, yeah, it would be pretty good if they if they somehow managed to make it into the top four. Mm. Yeah, that would be that would actually be insane if they do it because that would mean one of the pre-tournament favorites would be out. But before getting towards like uh, looking at each team and everything, we uh, could state how we're gonna do this. So uh, yeah, we started off. as this going to be a weekly review but somehow it's turned into a mid mid tournament review because almost all teams have played half their games i mean uh, unless you're uh, the richest cricket bird in the in the world and trying to hide that they're not going to get the fixture in their favor by also making new zealand not play half their games so i guess like in a way most teams have played half their matches and it's the mid tournament review so um we can start with like maybe Um, Let's start with your favorite team. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can start with South Africa. So, 
how um what do you think is what's the highlight of south africa's cricket so far is it the whole taking the knee bit or is it the fact that they they're not chokers anymore oh dude i i don't think we can say they're not chokers anymore are you um, sure they've been like they've been churning out results like i'm pretty sure they would have lost that sri lanka game if it was let's group say, stage yeah. it's group stage <laughs> you don't get over that hump um, until you like actually you know win um, uh, or like that it needs to be a legitimately uber high pressure game that they're able to pull through so uh, they've been impressive no doubt about it um i don't want to take away from their performances the the choker label it's really when like lights are brightest all chips are down that then what do you do Um, oh, that's fair. It's fair. But yes, yeah, so, I mean, uh, there was that it, even that Malinga four for um in two thousand nine, yeah, two thousand nine World Cup. So I mean, you can't uh, say that they are not chokers yet. And I thought the win against Sri Lanka could have been a lot more comfortable. But yeah, the biggest strength I think for South Africa is their bowling, which has been the same thing which most people have said throughout the tournament. They've lived up to that expectations, barring a certain Rabada. Ah, uh, but. <laughs> Uh, Pretorius has been surprisingly decent at the death. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, they've used him exclusively as a death bowler these days. So surprising, right? Because uh, I was just looking at his like domestic record, and uh, he's bowled like what thirty-six overs at the death, and he's taken eighteen wickets, and he goes at an economy rate of like above ten, like ten point eight or something in SA domestic. But it feels like they've given him this role in in the national team now at the World Cup of like all time, so that you can like experiment with such uh, grave ideas. And Pretorius is actually <laughs> becoming so clutch. He's taken six wickets. He's bowled like five overs at the death, and he's going at an economy rate of like under six. Yeah, I mean, this just shows how volatile T Twenty is. Yeah. I mean, you can't. Is it also more like conditions? Because like SA pitches, they're more conducive to like you know the ball coming onto the bat better. And uh, is it like Pretorius is using his uh, variations really well on like these slightly sluggish UA pitches, if you can call it that? True. I wouldn't say that, but yeah. But again, I think they played um, their matches in Dubai as well, right? Uh, and uh, I would say that. As much as I like to credit Pretorius, I again say that the batting has been quite ordinary. Should have been much larger. I mean, getting out to Pretorius, who's not even a dead bowler, seems very strange because there's no match up here. There's nothing. I, I, I mean, it's kind of very surprising to see Pretorius do this well because there's no data you can convincingly say that Pretorius is perfectly suited for the situation. But regardless of whatever variations he might develop. So yeah. I, I mean I would just attribute this as much as to the batting of both West Indies and Sri Lanka as to Pretorius's bowling because I maybe they might encounter a sterner test when they play England but we'll see and also some big brain Bavuma captaincy to keep that like straightish mid off mid on fielder for uh, the likes of Kyron Pollard yeah I think every side is using that now yeah it's pioneered by MS Dhoni and now it's becoming the template. I think um, regarding Pretorius, like I think South Africa is a little late to the party here because uh, you said like they're trying this relatively newly in the World Cup and there's no previous data to support it, but there really should have been because 
the whole thing ever since dhoni started utilizing bravo the way he did mm-hmm. right uh we have seen so many other teams try to try to find that kind of you know a uh, medium pace high variation guy in the depth yeah uh, james yeah. faulkner was that for like a few years like another like prominent example as like that i can mm-hmm. remember yeah that's true and i feel like every single team should have tried to find that version uh mm-hmm. that kind of bowler uh especially if uh they don't have two guys that can you know gun yorkers ball after mm-hmm. ball like i think india can kind of get away with it because uh you can uh, theoretically put bumrah and shami and ask them to just bowl yorkers every mm-hmm. single ball but in if you don't have that type of uh, those types of bowlers consistently and you know now rabada is kind of out of form i think they should have been trying this with pretorius and mulder and all of these like way yeah. way before to, um what they have to south africa i think they did want to do it but uh, unfortunately pretorius got that uh, covid uh, covid 19 uh, bout when they were in the west indies and subsequently had to pull out of the ireland tour he did well in sri lanka but i don't think they gave him that death over role uh, or i don't think it wasn't necessary either because they were they were like few scores which were above 100 in that series so um i think south africa just like didn't experiment in that sri lanka series because they didn't have the need to but given that it's the world cup the biggest stage they've gone with the experiment which it's completely paid off so far yeah i mean I, to be a little bit fair to them and every other team it's like this is kind of like uh, international football world cups as well you don't really actually get the time to uh right. yeah, develop cool. a team and like a, a style you know the the a solid starting level over the course because you're not playing all that many 2020 series internationally mm-hmm. and if you are it might be a part of a longer tour so you might want to rest some dudes um mm-hmm. you know and at max you're playing what three 2020s in a yeah. bilateral series so you're actually not playing a whole lot of 2020 cricket with um, with the with team, your yeah. uh, countrymen that's uh, true you're doing most of it with others right um mm. indians have a little bit of luck because you know the ipl 7 7 mm. person rule so you know rohit and bumrah and hardik you know mm. they've all played together that's a little bit of chemistry but yeah they don't you know teams just don't have the time uh, the time or the matches to you know try and experiment over a long period of time and then you know bring it out to the world cup yeah yeah that's a very valid point um but yeah going going like a last bit of deliberation over south african cricket um what do you what do you guys think of the uh, the way like south africa have played apart from their their bowling and everything like the batting clearly it's it's sort of been like the aiden makram show so far yeah i mean like i, I mean i've said this before uh, quite a few times i think they have too many anchors in the top order um but van fandersen bavuma and now they even have my makram is forced to play a kind of a, a hitting role in the top order listen i thought he was an ideal number 4 i mean he really slated in the role quite well yeah. but with both riza and um, um dikog doing well and dikog being undroppable it's getting very hard to fit in both rasi and bavuma and you can't drop either of them so that i think really hit them hard in the sri lankan game because uh, i i really thought that they made a mountain out of a molehill they should have been a lot more comfortable in that chase regardless of how well hasaranga bowled and or chamira bowled but 
yeah, I I think that their batting order definitely requires some tweaks, but it's good to have Miller in the kind of form he is, and uh, Pretorius um should maybe up his hitting game as well because he's also drafted in as a hitter, but that is also found to be lacking. So yeah, I mean a lot of problems. They have Markram who's doing very well for them. And Fanda Dusan, even in the two games, he he really didn't convince me. He was very he was struggling quite a bit. Only in the last game, he managed to get his groove a little bit. And Bauma has has been the same guy he has been in the last few T20 internationals. He hasn't really figured out his place in the squad yet, nor he's managed to score. So that is a big concern, I would think. Yeah, yeah, the batting is quite top heavy, but somehow South Africa are also in the top two. So uh, they would be hoping that their top heavy template doesn't bite them once again when they play against a spin heavy asian side in bangladesh on tuesday um hopefully like what south africa need now is to keep matching australia result for result so uh, hopefully it's a good start on tuesday with that uh, game against bangladesh i uh, i like how it's not in um, decock is undroppable <laughs> like we wouldn't notice <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean he's taking the knee now so uh i guess that's that's all like he's on drop it, it was so bizarre like i i feel like it, the miscommunication must have been just like epically horrible you know yeah for 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 this kind of shit to happen like last minute drops out um uh, i don't remember was did did they win that game they did they did they won it and they, it was they won it. comfortably I mean, actually mark but, them, uh, played quite well complicated the game yeah Uh, yeah, but, but imagine had, if that had, if that had gotten the other gone the other way. I feel like exactly. <laughs> that would have completely ruined the. Yeah, I feel like Decock actually not playing that game did a lot of good for South Africa because a uh, clearly Decock seemed really disturbed by by whatever call CSA took, uh, and probably was not in no frame of mind to play that game. So in like a total psychological point of view. him not playing benefited south africa and also a game plan point of view i think it benefited south africa because riza hendricks is one guy who can really take on the power play and he's also very good in asian conditions so he got a game in so that was pretty good and um another another point why that was great was now because dickox come back he seems like he's in a better frame of mind he's he's all and the team even even if it's a mandated thing that they have to take the knee it feels like the team is more closer than ever before because the vice captain keshav maharaj came out and said the team feels much closer than before they were all also hands on hands during the national anthem yesterday so feels feels like this whole mess has actually brought the team closer than before so now all they have to do is uh, call faf back um, you know uh, yeah you know there was those memes when uh, uh, australia were running through south africa in the first game they were constantly focusing on graham smith uh he was on his phone and everyone's like uh, he's probably texting fab to ask if he's still in dubai <laughs> yeah but they are close but they're not that close <laughs> uh still a few uh millions uh left to bridge that gap um yeah but uh i guess uh, moving on from south africa we can we can stick to the same uh, group now uh probably go to the the first place team in that uh group um england who for su- surprisingly i guess like they've not put on like big scores 
but that's also not their fault because teams are not giving them a contest. Um, but how just how good is Josh Butler? Yeah, I would like to praise Josh Butler quite a bit, but I I think we really have to give credit to England's bowling attack for one thing because there's no archer who I think is along with Bumrah the best T20 bowler in the world, and to have such a colossal loss and do so well in the area where I least expected them to the bowling I expected them to um, win games purely on batting muscle, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, none of the games they were tested all 120 plus and. But only Roy and Butler managed to get some good amount of runs on the board. No one else managed to even play it with that much. So, I mean, it's it's really surprising to see. And, and I think Wokes has been a great revelation with the new ball. And I've always said this Wokes is a top, this top new is ball a, bowler. I think he's going to become a CSK uh, signing in the auction. Uh, he's, he's a guy who bowls up front in the power play. He can bat a bit. And, uh, you know, you can squeeze three, three, four good overs out of him. Like in yeah. every T20 games, so, <laughs> that's the end of Karan, though. <laughs> that's the end of Sam Karan. Uh, if we get works. yeah, but I think he's quite oh, under no, the radar player. Always. Bravo replacement. Like, I mean, yeah, granted, works is not that great at the depth, but he can be the Bravo replacement. If uh, yeah, but Bravo was playing in place of Karan, right? They were ro- rotating between Bravo and Karan. Yeah, that's in this oh, yeah, last I mean, one. In if, the, if he, if, I mean, if you're if you're insinuating that Hazelwood is no longer going to be there, or we're not going to get a, or he's the Hazelwood replacement. Then yeah, perhaps. But yeah, uh, I would think he's more of a Hazelwood replacement because um, I like it's pretty. He's also playing well, by the way, right now Hazelwood. So yeah, yeah but, but bought our new ball bowlers, I think, and uh, exactly. works offers a little more with the bat. So if so, yeah, I, I, I mean, if you're going in that realm of speculation, you can say that CSK might be happy with him. But no, I'm I'm very happy for works because I think he's quite under the radar player. I already said that he's probably one of England's best ODI bowlers. And in tests also, his yeah. contribution, at least in England, has been crucial. And it's finally good to see him get his due in T20. I think you know, it, new... It's so interesting that I think it's been like seven years since his debut in T20s. Seven or eight years since his debut in T20s. And Morgan's prophecy of Wokes can't play two T20s or ODIs in a row is coming true because this was his first World Cup game. That's absolutely true. And I mean, they went over him over Willie, I guess, which I think is a good pick to go, to go at works, at least in the new ball. And he's used Moeen Ali quite well, Morgan, I, I would have yeah. to say. I mean, yeah, the, these matchups are rather simple, but for some reason, many sides are not keeping it simple at the moment. And Morgan did do that. So, yeah, great credit to him. And he's rotated his bowlers quite well. Mills has been used exclusively in the middle to debt overs. And um, he even didn't um, bowl Jordan in the second game when he thought that Jordan was getting hit a bit too much. Mm. And Livingston has somehow performed with the ball as well. He's got two or three overs out of Livingston. Four overs in the Australian game. So, I mean... The ball. His, I mean, he has he had one opportunity to perform with the bat and Akhil Hossein probably took the catch of that game. So, um, yeah, I know. And... Rashid I'm so glad they didn't there. overturn that catch. Honestly, oh my god! Yeah, that was a very good catch. That's true. And Rashid has, for some reason, he performed so much better under Morgan than any other captain. Oh yeah. Which is, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Morgan knows how to use him quite well. I, I guess we have to maybe give some credit for that. But yeah, I mean, the bowling has been an absolute revelation. In the yeah, it's case. the case of like the bowlers and um, probably all of the team playing for Morgan. This is something he's doing. Maybe it's like Morgan. I was just about to say that the team is the team is playing for Morgan in the sense that I think the bowling saw, oh my god, if 
Owen Morgan's going to have to bat, then we're definitely losing. So we're going to get the opposition out so that Morgan doesn't even have to Paul come out. Have to have a hit. Yeah, yeah exactly. have to come out. I mean, they're you can call them legitimately favorites, I think. I mean, they've been that good, but I mean, mm. once a side tests their batting, that's their only concern because their batting has not got enough chances to yeah. uh, you know, assert themselves. Only Butler and Roy have, and if they get out, and then you have to wonder how the lower order will fare without match practice. So that yeah, is going to be the only concern. So I would rather, I mean, from an English perspective, it would be good if they could get that in the group stage itself. Yeah, but realistically, who is going to test England? They have South Africa and Sri Lanka left. I'm not sure if either um, attack could test England. I mean, maybe South Africa. The toss can. is going to test England because yeah, if the they get put in, if they get put into bat first, then regardless of who they're playing, the onus is on them to exactly. And yeah, they are game. playing in Sharjah, I think, against Sri Lanka and South Africa. I think South Africa will definitely test them yeah, in Sharjah. The, they have the bowlers, the spinners to do it, and they also have um, two one very good fastball on not here. So I think they should be at least able to. You were about to say them. two very good fast bowlers, weren't you? Yes, I was. <laughs> See, I still rate Rabada, but I, I think he's just going through a bad, bad couple yeah, of years. I, so I, I, think I think the problem is also with the the quota mandates that you need to field a certain amount of Africans uh, in the eleven, and um, Rabada unfortunately is top two, so you constantly keep playing him. There's no other chance of not playing Rabada, and he's been so overused. So he needs yeah. a break. Yeah, needs a break. yeah. I, I think that's definitely true. I think uh, he needs a bit of a break. And also, like, who else is he going to? Who else is going to like replace him, right? Because it, this is not the South Africa doesn't have a deep roster of fast bowlers at this point. Yeah. You know, it's not the South Africa of old. And yeah. you know, you know, potentially it could they could have had Abbott and Olivier in their wings, mm-hmm. but that's just not the case. So. Rabada and Giri and Norty are all under like tremendous pressure to mm. keep performing match after match and also stay fit. Um, That's true. Which That's you know, true. look at England; they have like infinite depth. You know, someone like um, Tamal Mills coming through. You know, when you don't have Wood and Archer. Um, mm. That's like a, that's a big deal. That's like you can't uh, that kind of fast bowling depth you can never take for granted. Um, exactly. Yeah. Definitely. So. It's, it'll be interesting to see if like the recent domestic uh, domestic T20 competition that South Africa conducted probably brought, it, I I did see like a few games and it's brought out a few new talents. So let's see if the selectors have some uh, have some open mindedness and pick a few of those guys in the Netherlands series uh, in the next month. But um, yeah, moving moving off from England, it looks like they're definitely qualified. Um, it'll take a catastrophic sort of two results to knock England out because their run rate is uh, as high as Mount Everest. Uh, so we should probably move to the third team uh, in this group, uh, Australia, who have already lost the Ashes last night to England. Um, so, yeah, what, what do you guys think of Australia's uh, 2005 ODI template for the T20 competition? No, I really have no thoughts. I mean, I was hoping for some... Uh... Maxwell Stoinis fireworks, uh, perhaps for selfish reasons, but yeah, I mean, I, I, there's really nothing to it. I think their bowling has been overall pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, Zampa has been good in the two games I guess he played, which I didn't expect that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I still think Cummins shouldn't play. I think they have Kane Richardson. 
is mean, it also Cummins? Is, I think it should be Hazelwood because Cummins is very good with the new ball. So is Stark. Stark's also good. Cummins at the isn't actually good with the new ball. I mean, I know in this World Cup he's been successful with the wickets, but um, I think Hazelwood's a better new ball bowler. And Cummins's record with the new ball is actually he's more of a middle overs bowler. But, uh, and it's as also a, a case of Wokes, right, where Cummins can also bat. And he's yeah, that's that's absolutely so. That's I think the only reason why he's there, but. Because I think yeah. Richardson's a better dead bowler. Definitely uh, needs to play. He definitely needs to play. I and mean, right now, uh, Australia have like um, two must-win games and their run rate is below South Africa. And if South Africa win against England, if, and it's a big if, uh, if South Africa win against England, they are more or less knocked out. So, they definitely need a little bit of firepower in their bowling. A little, but that's not been the main concern. Obviously, it's... But what about like justice for Mitchell Marsh? They're playing Steve Smith over Mitch Marsh, who's arguably the best white ball player leading up to this World Cup. I know. And um, they also got Maxwell in the power play, which is not uh, and a very high-pressure situation. Over Marcus Toynis, who's been opening in the Big Bash for the last two seasons. Yeah, it's he's, not like they have the dirt the players or something. Opener in the Big Bash, not opening for Australia. You know, they might as well bring in Marnus Labuschagne and, uh, <laughs> you know, complete the... Complete, complete the, the dead formation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just for vibes, you know, he fits... Yeah, I mean, even moves. Wade's an opener. Wade's batting at number six or number seven. They have to see, but I think sacrificing Wade like that is, is somewhat acceptable. Right? I think if you have Stoinis, you like, that is an absolute waste. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, if they get their batting order right, sorted, I guess, and not play Smith. Though I doubt that will be the case because Smith only guided them in their chase against South Africa, which they really struggled yeah. for. It's Justin Langer versus the garbage cans if Smith doesn't play, so he's surely playing. Yeah, so um, yeah. I, really, I, I see that batting order is a lot um, screwed up. I, I mean, they do have that. It's good to see Warner hit in that game. He played quite an aggressive mm-hmm. innings against Sri Lanka. He actually played to the pitch, which was very rare to see in this World Cup, surprisingly. Uh, so, he played to the pitch. Finch managed to play to the pitch. But Finch played pretty ordinary against England, though he got 44. And, yeah, I, I just feel that this batting lineup has the firepower, but a good bowling attack is enough to expose mm-hmm. all their weaknesses. Yeah. I, I, I told you guys, I'm out on this team. I'm out on this team from the beginning. Like, yeah, yeah, they, they until until yesterday, my prediction of them making the semi-finals was still not. I think it's still possible it's because, still it's, it's still, because it's South Africa wrong. can lose yeah. to England. I mean, it's definitely. Interestingly, wrong. South Africa play England last, which is on the same day as Australia playing West Indies. But I think the match is after Australia West Indies, so South Africa might already know what equation they need when they're facing uh, England. I'm I'm not sure. I'd love to look back, look at the schedule again, but I think that's the case. So, since you brought up West Indies, I guess we'll move on to them. Yeah, they're the fourth in this group, right? West Indies. Yeah, they've also yeah. been another disappointment. Uh, is I guess. it though? Because like, we completely expected them to capitulate. Their bowling is a little weak and their batting is... I mean, the batting is great, but is it really suited for these conditions? And it's been... That's it's, true. They've been proving that so yeah, far. Yeah, I mean, I just said that it's been disappointing because none of the players have really... I mean, Atmai also got the chance at number four. With Bangladesh, he did not um, capitalize on that. Uh, Simmons I mean, is—I mean, I—I I, I had hopes for Simmons because I thought he—he he looked good. No, but he did look good in that um, 
series against Australia in the T20 internationals. I mean, he seemed a better option at Fletcher, who wasn't playing well. And Simmons did hit. But in this wicket, these wickets went a little slower, I guess. West Indies have just been managing to find the fielder instead of, yeah. you know, going for the knocking it out of the park approach. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I guess they've been quite lucky to... I, I thought they were lucky even to win against Bangladesh. I think Bangladesh... Yeah, that was, that was more on Bangladesh and Andre Russell bowling an amazing over. And also Jason Holder being uh, yeah. ridiculously tall of like 9 feet or something. Exactly. Match. So. Yeah, I mean, but now they look a little better with Jason Holder back in the lineup. I'm happy to see him there, and I have no idea why. What, is the, more, uh, what is the more egregious selection call? Uh, not picking Faf or not picking Jason Holder? I would say Faf because Faf is the better T20 player. But yeah, I would say yeah, Jason Holder is still an egregious decision. So, especially over Ocean Thomas, which I I, I still can't wrap my head around. He didn't even have that great a CPL. He managed to get uh, an IPL contract to in the space of Ben Stokes. That too, which is completely mind-boggling. I don't know what Rajasthan Royals were thinking in getting Ocean Thomas for Ben Stokes. But yeah, it was it was just like completely mind-boggling how he's he's managed to get a ticket to, to UAE for that reason. Oh God. Speaking of Ben, uh, you guys saw he's back to the Ashes, right? Yeah, he's back. England England suddenly looking good. And they'll uh, manage to draw one test match. That's all I'm changing my prediction to. said he's working on it. So, I mean, you never know. Yeah, but I think he'll be out for at least two tests. I mean, you don't want to risk him. And Wood cannot play all five games. Let's be realistic. We get on the way to to Australia. (laughs) I think think this is going to be the most interesting Ashes, just as an aside. This is going to be the most interesting Ashes because looking at India as like a barometer, right? Um, Australia absolutely shit the bed against India, like completely. There's like no excuse for what they did. And then when we went over to England and did that, um, mm. we actually shit the bed in the same way, but England just choked massively twice. Yeah. Um, so in, <laughs> so, I mean, that would be really interesting, right? Like who it'll be like a race to the bottom, the sashes <laughs> almost. Um, Which also, ironically, is a race to the top because it's also part of the World Test Championship. And I'm, whoever wins the Ashes is probably going to be in the top two at the end of the Ashes. So, it's, it's pretty interesting how it's all like completely balanced right now. Yeah. yeah and the race to the bottom was the West Indies and Bangladesh game because I thought it was that bad um, in terms of batting. But in bowling terms, it was quite good. And it was, and it was an entertaining game, I guess. Yeah. But... Yeah, but, but Bangladesh, I guess, they've just shown their previous form from the group. Uh, they really didn't look convincing in the warm-up stages and they're not convincing now either. Yeah. For me, for me, like the key difference between this world T20 and the UAE leg of the IPO was that uh, like it, I don't think it's just batting bad, bowling good, because I think that was actually the case in the IPO, because... 120 and 130 were difficult targets to chase. It wasn't like, oh, you get the first yeah. team out for 130 and then you just like breeze through uh, to the target like most of these teams have done, right? Uh, if England and Australia, this last game was being played in the IPL, uh, England no, would have made an absolute meal. The wire. Yeah, yeah. they would have made an absolute meal out of this 120 chase. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it just seems like... Um, First, like just nobody can bat in the first innings. Just setting a total uh, is just 
uh, above the pay grade of most teams. Merit now. of like franchise cricket, especially the auction system, because now teams actually put a value to the players they bring, and they they prepare to go fight for the type of team composition they want, and it's actually paying off on the field. Because now you're seeing teams being so competitive enough that the same chase in an, in a franchise tournament is tough in the same conditions, whereas in international. Uh, international world cup tournaments not even like a bilateral world cup tournament you're most likely fielding your best 11 unless you're australia so um the same sort of chase is it was like it was like a walk in the park for england like england didn't even bat an eye to, to get yeah, that chase i know i mean i i just wonder if this is just due to winning the toss around because some of these cases there was the due as a factor i mean Sure, in some match only in the India Pakistan game we saw due, but I thought Shahin Shah Afri did the damage already. And uh, yeah. uh, I mean, in that in England Australia game, I, I I don't care what due was there. I mean, if you get all out for one twenty five, it's a bad wicket. So I mean, it's it's bad on your part. So I I mean, I I don't see this is a simple case of like uh, you know bowling teams bowling's first win or something like that. I I just feel that. I don't know what happened to team batting because maybe this is some psychological thing or have the teams bowling first have been exceptional. I think we'll only know if England and Pakistan actually bat first rather than bowl first. We just see yeah. how good uh, this thing is, or is this just a psychological or a pitch factor? I think uh, teams are also not like capitalizing on the power play, which was uh, a constant mm-hmm. theme in the IPL where it was. It seemed like the power play was the only. phase of play where batsmen like yeah. uh, dominated i don't think that's happening now there was an interesting bit of stat that i came across uh, when i was actually just like going over the ipl end of season thing where um, when i saw that um, the run rate between the power play and the middle over space was in massively different like i think overall in the uae phase the run rate in the power play was around 7.8 and in the middle overs was around 7.5 so it's just a 0.3 difference uh, i mean granted you have a larger amount of overs for the middle overs but uh, given that the power play and the middle overs are actually going this tight i would actually think that teams would want to promote some of their best hitters up the order like i think only england has cracked that so far because they have they anyway play that way with like butler and roy and besto and for some reason david malan also in that number 3 spot but yeah like no other team has actually okay maybe even new zealand to that credit because they promoted and opened with mitchell which is pretty surprising but yeah they did that so our teams not using the information they've already had from a pretty high intense tournament that has happened in the same conditions to like incentivize the way they can probably put on a better total when batting first Yeah, but like again, you can only do that if you ha- if you've played enough games together, right? Like if you've got this batting lineup and you've tinkered and you've kind of figured it out. But if you're just kind of coming together, then you're like, I just want to put you in the batting player position that you're most comfortable in, right? Right. You you revert back to what you already know, and I I feel like your ability to utilize the data and I sort of improvise with that. It's it's a little. It it's teams might feel like that's too big of a risk, um, mm. and you know they might only want to do it if they're absolutely sure. Okay, yeah, this guy is definitely a floater. Like we can move him anywhere in the lineup. Um, mm. But I think most 
teams they want to stick rigidly to what they have they've known oh, yeah. all these years. I mean, you answered for England itself. I mean, most of the England players have already been settled for the last five years by Morgan. He's already put the plans all in motion, and yeah. l- uh, the new guys, Manan and Livingstone, have already been tested in international T20s, and they've become established mm-hmm. only based on their performances there. So, I mean, that they it's, it's clear that Morgan has a very good plan as to how his team should be shaped, and I'm not sure if every other team has mm-hmm. that. And one uh, one reason is one they're not playing together. Another thing is that the captaincy also gets arrested. I mean, Morgan's exclusively there in white ball format, so he he can devote his attention entirely to England. But you don't see the case for Virat Kohli, for instance. You don't see that for uh, even even Finch was out in the um, last two. Uh, I yeah, mean, against Bangladesh series, and he didn't have his best players. So uh, yeah, I mean, we have to take that into account, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, Steve Smith being in Australia has been a problem for the last five, six years. It's like England just decided, okay, we have too many good batters. We don't need Joe Root. But Australia has not, you know, taken that similar decision. Yeah, so it was literally a slap in the face to the guys of like Josh English or uh, Josh Philippi because these guys are like scoring buckets of runs and at amazing pace in the BBL, which which was supposed to be the competition to elevate Australia's T20. batting and performances and so far the only guy who has actually succeeded from the BBL is probably Glenn Maxwell not yes. even Chris Lynn he's a he's a BBL legend that guy is not got games for australia chris lynn like then dan christian i mean he's been there for about 10 11 years and he still hasn't managed to do well dan for extent and he's still he's still playing he's, he's going to mm-hmm. keep even after the next ice age And the, and BBL is per, is also kind of perfect because it's like it takes place during the test season, right? So all yeah. of these main guys they don't even get like get the thing it. with India, right? I've maintained this about India is that you go purely of IPL form and you don't care if Virat Kohli or Rohit Sharma don't make the cut, right? If India had um, test test matches running through that, we would have like a similar situation. But uh, India, India plays all of their best players in the IPL, whereas Australia doesn't. They, you know, Steve mm-hmm. Smith, David Warner, these guys get very limited number yeah. of games in the. Warner, Warner hasn't the played a BPL since 2014 or something. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, it, in in uh, Australia, it makes even less sense, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't get it either. I, I I really don't. And the 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 other thing with England, right, is that they've kind of figured out that there are only two batsmen where who's. uh place in the whose position is actually set like you have to play roy opening you cannot really play him anywhere else and you have to play yeah. david malan one two or three like you cannot play him lower mm-hmm. than that butler bestow morgan livingston moin ali can play literally anywhere yeah and moin That's... ali has been used to being shuffled around morgan early in his career was shuffled around a lot yeah. butler it's... and bestow literally... have had to you know move up and down the order Yeah, it really reminds so. me of like CSK when they first started playing. There was nothing like this set. CSK last year as well, like position. Yeah, last as well. They completely made the batting order relevant as per the situation of the game. Like you know, if it was if it was the uh, it was an early wicket, you'd send someone like a Raidu in. If it was like somewhere more closer to the end, then you'd see like explosive batsmen like Mahendra Singh Dhoni walking out. So. Um, Yeah, like it's it's like the 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 concept of not having set batting positions, but using the situation was I think is what most teams need to try and like sort of get the hang of in T20s. Yeah. 
I don't think the talent is there yet. I think very few countries actually have yeah the talent to produce seven batsmen uh out of which two my preferably are all-rounders to mm-hmm. all be floaters. I think India's coming close to that although you know we're still kind of an orthodox you know we want yeah, yeah I mean in our KL. selection I guess and so I yeah. guess now we can this be nice to segue to India itself. Yeah, I, I, we, I think the problems we highlighted the last time regarding selection, lack of a six bowler has really come to bite them strongly in that Pakistan game. Yeah, I mean, there's so, a, I, I have nothing there to was one, There was one pretty controversial question asked by the uh, Pakistani journalist where he said, would you drop Rohit for, say, Ishan Kishan? Um, I didn't find it that controversial. I mean, yeah, granted that Rohit Sharma is like an absolute legend. You can't have both Kohli and Rohit Sharma in a T20 team. Yeah. I'm just saying it out there. Like, yeah, I probably get cancelled, but you can't have both <laughs> Rohit Sharma I... and Kohli in a T20 team. Especially no, you're driving the rift between them, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't have two anchors trying to play six overs in the power play. It's the same reason why we criticize England for having David Malan at three. So you you probably do the same thing with India too. You can't have two anchors trying to play yeah. in the power play. You need Actually, someone. Actually, have choices. I mean, no, but the the thing with Milan also is you know he's a luxury guy, right? Like yeah. there is there is a very specific yeah. instance where David Milan is an absolute world beater. And uh, as you saw in the West Indies chase, right? England are very happy to not even use him and just like be like you know it's a small chase. Why do we even need you? Mm-hmm. And we'll just promote Moin Ali or promote. Yeah, try to Ali. get the try to get the run cannot, rate up. Yeah, that you cannot do with any of the top three of India, right? You cannot do it with, uh, you cannot say, yeah, Rohit Sharma, we do not need you for this situation. And mm-hmm. uh, I I actually think that I, I would still keep Rohit Sharma, honestly, because uh, I think uh, intangibles, leadership, being clutch, I think all of these matter. I think Rohit Sharma is like a big game player. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, even though he was kind of, he was pretty bad in the first game, I, I would still keep him. But yeah, to, to the point, yeah, I think Ishan Kishan absolutely needs to find a, Find a spot right. somewhere. I don't care who you sacrifice. So, so would you do uh, even if it's like Virat Kohli, Rishabh Pant, anyone, you have to have him. No, so then would you do something like what Mumbai Indians did in like it was okay, probably one of their worst seasons, but uh, they moved Rohit out of that opening spot. So then would you drop someone like say Surya Kumar and keep Rohit Sharma there and then open with Ishan yes. Kishan? Yeah, no, I, I see. I've always said that uh, Sky and uh, Virat are redundant. You you say Rohit and Virat are redundant. Uh, an even bigger redundancy is. Uh, Virat and Surya Kumar Yadav at four because I want Surya Kumar Yadav to come in at three. Yeah. And uh, the middle order because Ishan Kishan is so versatile and he like the thing with unlike Rishabh Pant is I'm not scared that he would he he would just struggle in a situation yeah. that doesn't suit him. I think he is that versatile. So yeah, yeah, I think I think if you have Kishan coming in at four or five or whatever wherever you want, and mm. you push and you only use Rishabh Pant to to put him when like it's 12 overs gone and you're like okay now you have the license to yeah. just go all, go yeah exactly so that that's the, that's the kind of uh, mm. that's why i want uh, ishan kishan to be there um instead of say surya kumar yadav I, I mean like i said i don't care really who you drop i think the only person that is proven to be totally unimpeachable undroppable is kl for this yeah uh, for this world cup but i think even if we go with the Virat, KL, uh, and uh, Rohit top three. I think our our problem is really Hardik Pandya. I think that is that is where it's like yeah. this guy I needs mean, to be 
he's a, a world class batsman if we have to win starting in the name of an all rounder coming and playing in the pure batsman slot he's not doing much exactly so, i mean he needs to bowl yeah, because I mean, India have just five bowlers, and you saw that when the duo came and Jadeja and Varun could not grip the ball well. They desperately needed the six bowler that Pakistan game, eh? and and that will come to bite them in the back again once they are chasing, once they are batting first in a difficult wicket. Uh, so I, 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 that is a big, big loss for them. And yeah, they already said that seven number seven is too high for Shardul, which I agree with. But I, I'm really looking at their options at hand. The only sort of good news they have is that Pandya bowled at the nets uh, recently, so we'll see if he can yeah. actually bowl. Skip two overs, but you know he can still go to the only bowler who's taken a wicket in the last few T20 matches, which is Virat Kohli. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could actually work. He'd be like Mark Hama for South Africa. Yeah, I mean, that would be Rohit Sharma, but I mean, I guess he has some some. I I, I miss I miss Rishabh. I miss Rishabh. Yeah. Raina was so utility that way. He could play number three, number four, number five, anywhere. <laughs> and he'd bowl I was three. talking about yeah. the bowling. Uh, I was talking about the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had Kedar Jadav doing that role. Kedar Jadav is the most eight-dimensional cricketer. He <laughs> tests T20. He can wicket-keep. He can bowl. He can do anything. He can even turn water into wine. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I guess the bowling, Bhuvanesh Kumar and Shami, I think, both were... Mm. Not the best Does choices. Does warrant a place in the eleven over Lord Thakur? No, not anywhere. Mm. I, I would say else not anywhere right now, considering it's, his form. It's I'm not so, into keen on Shami at the moment because I, I, it's I also like we. I just said like justice for Mitch Marsh. I'm gonna say justice for the CSK boys because Shardul Thakur and Deepak Chahar led CSK to an IPL trophy in the UAE, and yeah. one is in the reserves. Who's, he's been clearly better than Bhuvneshwar Kumar for the last three years. Even if you just like look at IPL or even internationally, like whatever stat you want to bring up, whatever game performances you want to bring up, Deepak Chahar has clearly been better than Bhuvneshwar Kumar. This guy's in the reserves, and Shardul Thakur is just like a different player when he's playing outside India. And like both these guys are not getting a game over Bhuvneshwar Kumar, who's been so poor for like for eons almost now. He had like three good games versus England in March, and that's all they're basing it on. Yeah, yeah. I would play both Thakur and Chahar over Bhuvi and Shami, but yeah, I I don't see that happening. I wouldn't play both Thakur and Chahar because I think you need the the same. I think Shami was pretty good in this last IPL, so I think uh, I think Mama Shami deserves a little bit more time. No, I would. But yeah, I mean, I, I'd I, be I, happy I both... with him being in the squad rather than um, being a a sure starter. That's my only concern. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, th- I don't think he's untroppable or anything. I think uh, I would still start him in the next game. But like I, the immediate swap is uh, Shardul for uh, Bhuvi right now. Like, and Shardul bats better than Bhuvi. I mean, okay, he may not have shown it in international T20s, but he definitely swings the bat much better. He has a test. He's shown it in international bat. tests. <laughs> that that bat yeah. is way more. He's Boofy. Beefy. Is that his name? Yeah, Beefy. What? Yeah, I mean, so yeah. then I guess we we'll move on to the team which actually beat them and another favorites, Pakistan and Aniruddha. Ani's, um, you know, predictions coming through. I guess they might even win the World Cup. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I've outed myself as an anti-national uh, when uh, Virender Sehwag was uh, complaining about uh, the firecrackers. Uh, he was really just complaining about me. You know, I was uh, outside his house, uh, <laughs> bursting them. Firecrackers. <laughs> 
<laughs> so he was really just complaining about me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm. I've been high on this Pakistan team for quite a while. Uh, yeah. I think Babar Azam is the real deal when it comes to 2020 batting. And I mean, they're batting. The thing is, Pakistan have the formula to win, right? I I don't think to win one of these tournaments you need 11 world class players. I think you need three batsmen who are super in form and three bowlers who are super in form. And I think Pakistan have that. So I mean, yeah, they've got the formula to win. I think. Uh, Uh, the thing is, they clicked just at the right time. I mean, yeah. Asif Ali was not in form before the World Cup, at least in Pakistan T20Is. Um, then um, you had Harris Raf has not exactly clicked for Pakistan, and Shadab yeah. Khan was out of form in the PSL as well, and Imad Wasim was also out of form. Everyone was thinking that Mohammad Nawaz would be a better pick, and all these four guys started out quite well. Yeah. And even yeah. Shoaib Malik, the next and who who had an average of around ten and a strike rate of hundred plus, even he did well against in the New Zealand team. Is, is Shoaib Malik the uh, Pakistan version of Dan Christian, or is Dan Christian the Australian version of Shoaib Malik? I would say Shoaib Malik is better because he actually did well in his first few years. He was mm-hmm. very good. I mean, Dan Christian has been on, always Christian bad for Australia. He's had a ODI hat trick, man. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, but wait, why? When did this happen? Yeah, he has the ODI hat trick. I think it was against Sri Lanka. Even Rohit Sharma has a T20 hat trick. No, I know. I Rohit Sharma has an IPL hat trick. I I know it's that. Two IPL hat tricks. Huh? Yeah, Rohit Sharma has two IPL hat tricks. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Rohit Sharma was a deadly bowler, bro. Like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, There I mean, but Malik has been great, I think, for them, and in, in tests also he's been he's been decent. So. He's mm. been around for what twenty two years, Malik. Yeah, and Mohammad Hafiz. So I yeah. mean, I guess like. Um, I think that is actually a luxury which somehow work is working for them. I think yeah. Hafiz is there purely because he's a very good six bowler. That's true. That's true. Which they don't even need really because. No, think I think that, they need uh, that need that for sides uh, like India because both um, mm. when they had left handers because both Shadab and Imad will turn it yeah, to the left hander. So having Hafiz is. Very useful in that in those kind of conditions because they got two they easily get two or three hours out of him. Two concerns is one they might have a bit too many anchors in the side and the second is Hasan Ali's form and I really like Hasan Ali I don't want to see him drop off again but I'm very concerned at the moment. So, but would you say like if someone gets injured in this uh, Pakistan squad they draft and shy the free day now to give company for Hafiz and Malik? <laughs> He's in the UAE. He's watching the game with his family. Mesbah Alak. Also, good candidate. Uh, he he has problems with the board. He's not coming back. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only reason why he won't come back. Not that there's any other reason like age or anything. He's still fit. Yeah, I mean, age has never been a problem in Pakistan. <laughs> yeah, Pakistan. Yeah. You're always ninety. I think the best thing that Pakistan have done the last um, like year or so is to get Rizwan up to the top, mm. and it's really allowed Babar a lot more freedom because Babar, I I mean. I, I everyone has his records in T20s and all, but we really have to point out that he's not struck many sixes, and um, his strike rate is not extraordinary in T20s. And having Rizwan at the top allows him to play a bit of his national yeah. game a lot more freely because Rizwan will accelerate at the first, and then once Baba sets, then Baba takes over. And and I, I think that really is the clicked, what really clicked for Rizwan, or what was the catalyst for Rizwan was uh, I think he led the team in that New Zealand series. Uh, Last December, he was he was opening then, and his T20 record before that was was kind of poor for at least yeah, international. That's true. but in the last 
like eight nine months it's, it's he's just taken off to another i would say that he's the most improved all format player in the last year or so i mean in yeah. tests is his position has been he's played such great innings and crucial uh, position like he came under pressure positions in odis he's been a revelation in t20s i mean his form is otherworldly right now so mm-hmm. i mean it's it's a great foil to have him but the problem about rizwan babar afiz and shoaib is that you have four anchors and i think that's one too many and yeah. i would i would ideally bring haider ali to reside but why disrupt a winning combination is their philosophy yeah, and it's really understandable never change never change what's winning so i guess like pakistan keep going until they they flounder to uh south Namibia. africa Yeah, yeah, South Africa. Yeah, South Africa 2.0, right? Like all the players just keep playing. No, no, no. You guys yep. give them respect. <laughs> <laughs> But why? Just so you know, Namibia is actually part of the South African domestic league. Domestic, uh, yeah. I think and, they uh, finished uh, second uh, only in the 2017, if I'm correct, before they went to fully yeah. international things. And uh, Albi Mokel, who's part of their coaching department, has convinced about three players, I think, to take up cricket in Namibia, including Ruben Trumpelman, who who was the opening over hero against uh, my uh, adopted home, Scotland. Nice, nice. Yeah. So yeah, that's I mean... another um, uh, fast, tall, swinging bowler that South Africa have missed out on after Neil Wagner. Yeah. See, we're seeing like a, a sea change in cricket, right? We're seeing, you know, Sri Lanka is kind of like declining. Um, West Indies has been honestly declining for a while. Right now, I think like a few years, it's going to be like Afghanistan, uh, Namibia. Yeah, these I are the, that yeah, that's the new ashes, Afghanistan, Namibia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's actually very interesting because uh, as, as far as we're still on the Pakistan, uh, or at least on the fringes of the Pakistan topic, the atmosphere of the pakistan afghanistan game was 100 times better than the atmosphere at india pakistan game at least Dude. looking at it from the tv and even yeah. on the uh, commentators like trying to get into the ground they were saying that they were stuck in traffic for about 2 hours dude india pakistan has been proven like honestly like again i i actually legit feel nothing when i watch an india pakistan game because i've never seen them play together like they, i see them play once every like 4 years why does that matter And yeah. I know, like, it matters, it matters for star sports. They need to continue that mocha, mocha narrative, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I and I know that you know when India lost to Pakistan, that the entire nation was seething hard because you know obviously we still don't want to lose to them, but ultimately, like, it's like two separate worlds. Like, we're when we don't play each other enough. Like, I some you, you can't even. Uh, I I won't even go with okay just because we're playing each other less now each. each match is special because there's like there's no context like i yeah. a, a casual indian fan has not seen a pakistan game in like two years now they don't know who the good pakistan yeah. players are they don't know who's in form there's no like rivalry mm-hmm. or storyline uh, going on like you know like there's no gautam gambhir uh, snapping at shahid afridi type type joint like these these players don't feel anything for each other there's like an artificial thing fighting with mohammad amir on twitter though Yeah, that's, yeah. No, that's like a relic of the part. past, right? Relic of the past. This would have been awesome in 2010, right? <laughs> that yeah. this would have happened on the pitch and not, you know, <laughs> between two people. Yeah, where they're like showing yeah. their wonderful IQ. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Just before we move on to the next thing, I mean, do you still think India are favorites to do something? I I still think they can, uh-huh. but 
Uh, uh, I, I predicted yeah. semi-finals. I'm picking. I'm sticking to that. So yeah, even I, I I'll stick with that. As as much as I wanna I wanna say that they're still gonna finish top two. I mean, I I wanna say I wanna just point out that New Zealand have been amazing against India in all ICC tournaments, and it's going to That's continue good. right as well. So do you think Afghanistan will come or New Zealand? Ah, uh, it's a tough one. So it's, it's a tough one. Um. Again, I, I think it'll be New Zealand just because uh, they they play very well under pressure. Yeah. So I guess then we'll move on to New Unless Zealand. Unless it's the finals. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, they they haven't lost a final in two years. That's true. Yeah. yeah. That that that's a misleading stat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, so we'll move on to New Zealand, I guess. But I I, I don't yeah. think they they beat India's record this time. Maybe from the one match I've seen, they don't have an out and out hitter. Maybe Nisham fills that role, but Nisham has problems against spin, which uh, so I would I would not promote Nisham that high up the order. And I I thought number four is too high for him. Maybe he should come in number six or number seven. Yeah. And uh, that batting order is a lot skewed because I mean Darren Mitchell has never opened in his life, and they suddenly just promoted him to number one, which clearly shows that they are missing a certain Finn Allen. which uh, yeah. they didn't take. And Milne has to somehow find his way into the squad, especially now that. The best bowlers get injured. Get up for Adam Milne because uh, he's more or less going to come back. And New Zealand were clearly one pace bowler short against Pakistan. So yeah, who come, but I would you know, still play Sodhi and Santa because Sodhi has been quite dependable for yeah. them in the T20s. So yeah, I think he's more of like a cemented player. I think the only player who's in contention there are two guys. One is Jimmy Nisham, another is Darrell Mitchell. It's just you just have to choose who you want to drop. So the problem with that is, I guess, then you have to play Santner number seven. Uh, how good he is at number seven, I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced with that. To mm-hmm. play Santner that high, and um, Nisham and Mitchell both play the finisher roles. I mean, Mitchell was supposed to play the finisher role uh, until he got promoted to top order. Why is Seifert not opening? That's like uh... that's, yeah, that that's also weird because you can always just open with Seifert. They and play Mitchell as finisher. Yeah, teams have been hell bent on converting Seifert into a finisher, starting with the CPL. He's played at the finisher role for TKR. Then he comes over to the IPL and he does the same thing and he gets one game and then dropped. And um, now even at New Zealand, they're not opening with Seifert, which is very weird. Like look at this team. Like if you open with Seifert, then Guptill, one down you have Williamson, two down there's Conway, then there's Glenn Phillips. You have Nisham, and I would I, honestly go like Cipher Williamson open Conway one down. Like I, I don't, I'm, I'm honestly not high on Guptill right now. Neither am I, and I think Conway definitely needs to play at the top three. It is uh, Conway yeah. can get more time to free himself, and he's a good anchor rather than a number four. Glenn Phillips would be a better number four, I would imagine. Yeah. Exactly, uh, and give Williamson as much time uh, as possible at the top, right? Like why? Uh, why? Why are we putting Conway at number five and Williamson at uh, at three? I think that's like, yeah, that that doesn't make sense at all to me. Um, honestly, I think they need to reshuffle this batting lineup quite heavily. Yeah, I think that that the fact that Lockie was injured really put a spanner in their plans. Maybe we would have seen a different lineup and maybe different plans of even maybe the score that they put on that day with Lockie would have been enough. So. Um, It'll be interesting to see the team they pick today. My pick is they drop one of Mitchell or Nisham to play uh, 
ఇండియా uh but yeah uh moving on to another team maybe we can do another asian side now we haven't looked at sri lanka completely yet so um oh, what do you guys yeah. think of them they are much I have improved, not watched I sri guess. lanka i guess they're improved i mean from what they were against england i mean they were woeful against that england series only bright spots were asranga and shamira and right now there's asalanka at least to look forward to yeah uh who's good nisanka did well in is few matches which is a huge surprise i i always see him as a test batter not no actually a... you were right uh, if you you shouldn't just go by the number of runs he scored because yesterday if you saw he was struggling to score runs yeah. but then there would be that one rabada over which he targeted and he scored 17 yeah, otherwise that's true. struggling to that's true because he's a he's a good test batter and he's good test talent and i don't want to see his career ruined by playing in both odis and t20s i think the the toss up was between him and chandimal and i think they should probably yeah chandimal has been in such terrible form that they have and not a yeah, choice really and avishka shouldn't be playing i mean avishka panand has been bad all games his strike yeah. rate is under 100 so I, i i don't see what's the reason for him to play Rajapaksha is looks a decent talent but all of these are hot and cold only solid players i would imagine are uh, chamira hasranga and asalanka uh, uh, and asalanka to an extent maybe tikshana but that's it hmm. yeah tikshana has been a little underwhelming he hasn't gotten his returns yet he's played two sides who are known to be quite poor against spin in australia yeah that's true and he's not really gotten the results yet um But yeah, then we can also finish off this group by going and looking at Bangladesh. Any hopes for Bangladesh to finish it strong? No, yeah. but they've been a little better than I thought they would be. Like, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. They're, I, I, they're, they're just an air team. Like, it's a team in decline, uh, honestly. Yeah. So. I mean, um, I'm surprised that West Indies struggled to hit Sharky, even though he was literally limping. So, <laughs> I guess he's somewhat... uh he's still doing his good role for the side and that's good to see but I yeah they have they don't they have were. a hitter they don't have a hitter at all so somya sir is supposed to do that role and he's you know he's yeah. somya <laughs> yeah so i i don't see them doing anything i don't even see them posing a threat to any other side it should be a walk in the park for both teams i'd be surprised yeah if any team struggles you, that much against them did you like shakib opening No, I was quite weird by it. I thought Shakib should have come number 3. I They think that the only reason for that was because he had this hamstring. They just said go whack it as much as you can which he didn't. And then maybe we can try uh, someone else at number 3. I I I think it's purely a hamstring related decision, nothing else. 
Ah, okay. Yeah, now we can come back to uh, the second group. We've seen the three big teams uh, coming to the fourth big team, which is um, Afghanistan. I'm yeah, actually super impressed by how they've played. Uh, That's especially true. like the the way they've handled all the off off field antics and I mean, not antics, but like the situation. Uh, they've handled it so well. Uh, they've dug themselves out of uh, adversity on the field too. They were quite. Uh, in a fix against pakistan going four five wickets down pretty early but they held their nerve and put on a fighting total and i think uh, until asif ali did his thing i thought uh, pakistan were out yeah i agree i mean and i think they have the best spin attack in for the conditions um mujib yeah. um, and rashid are outstanding bowlers in any side and rashid is probably the best in the world in terms of leg spin and mujib is not too far behind i would argue um and then um, you have uh, nabi who's quite good as an all-rounder and a finisher as well yeah, and the top order batters have surprised quite well actually i mean they look a, a quite solid unit nabi is very good in the power play and with their top order this guy ramanullah gurbaz that guy is amazing he is such a talent he's just been signed by leicestershire i think for the next year's blast so uh something to look forward to uh in the vitality t20 blast for the next english summer he's a yeah. pretty good talent and i won't even be surprised if he gets picked in one of the ipl side he's really good uh, i doubt they, oh yeah but now there's 10 teams so yeah there's i would yeah. exactly there was there was the uh, the, the dutch guy i think o doubt he he asked for two spots for associate cricketers in every ipl side yeah i mean you'd so, hope if that's the case yeah. but Yeah, I've, I've looked quite that good in the batting as well. Yeah. Sunrisers have a massive advantage. <laughs> that... Yeah, that's true. I mean, you can't consider uh, Afghanistan as an associate anymore. They're a full. I, I think they they'll at least finish third. I I I think they're that good. And if they finish second, I wouldn't be too surprised. Okay, so so that means one of New Zealand or India have like fucked up hard. I think New, New Zealand will definitely go fourth. I I I don't see them. For me, the battle is between India and Afghanistan. But yeah, they are they're using New Zealand ICC tournament um, extra performance quota or whatever yeah. that is. So <laughs> they that... all well, like look at 2007 ODI World Cup, they made semi-finals. 2007 uh, T20, uh, they've not been that good though. They they've been fairly mediocre in T20. Yeah, they've been okay, I guess. Yeah, but they all usually do really well in ICC tournaments. They they made the finals in almost uh, semi-finals in almost every. of the last four ODI world cups so that's a pretty impressive feat yeah don't deny that but yeah, yeah i i definitely think this afghanistan side has really surprised me with the batting actually even with pakistan when they were 64 for 5 i didn't think they'll get to 147 yeah uh, i think they they definitely have what it takes to push trouble all the big side and they themselves are a pretty big side i guess right now t20 we can't call mm-hmm. them you know yeah. as our associates or any of those terms anymore Yeah. I'm rooting for them honestly. I'm rooting for them uh yeah. right now. Yeah, I uh, mean they, they 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 had a good start right they picked two early wickets versus Namibia now so and I guess and against Pakistan I think that I think it was very bold to use Rashid Khan from 10th over and it really nearly worked. Uh I I mean you have to say that even that that choice and Mujib at the power play has been outstanding mm-hmm. so uh, hopefully he's uh... fit against India again I, I I wouldn't want to see an Afghanistan without Mujib Against India, that would 
be that take yeah. kind of the sheen out of their attack so i, I think they rested him against namibia for that very reason they didn't want to risk uh, him being out from a big game and as we speak that's the third wicket falling yeah i was just about to say it's going right for three now which also brings us to namibia it's an interesting proposition which i uh, i i've been super impressed with the way they've gone about their cricket too and uh, their captain uh, gerard erasmus has apparently been playing with a broken finger yeah i mean they've been I, it's not actually in the group stages like in scotland it's not just weezer right chris trumpleman and at the end it was smith who jj smith who actually hit it for them so that's that's kind of nice that and abisa is definitely a world beater and all but yeah it's nice to see that their other players are also shining um but the problem is they are bottom order heavy which is kind of hard to say especially because erasmus visa smith that is their strongest uh, set of batters um but bowling trumpleman and um trumpleman and also um smith visa and smith to say two other all round talents have looked quite good so yeah. it really does bode well for the future hopefully maybe actually yeah hopefully they can they can keep keep it going and like you know see see themselves grow as a cricketing nation again like they have like 5 to 9 pitches in the whole country just in the capital and only having a domestic setup uh, in south africa uh, it it's a nice story that they've like grown and become like you know a part of the super 12 phase in this world cup campaign so that's nice to know Yeah. Um yeah moving to the last team i guess that's scotland uh i had high hopes for my adopted home but uh yeah i guess like uh like dreams it, it it was just like a dream like i mean i guess nothing nothing came out of it at the end they went kind of poor i i really expected more out of them especially versus namibia i thought they would they should have won that game that was probably the best game suited for them to win and kind of did super poor but one guy i'm very impressed with is what he's bowling uh you know he reminds me a bit of like blackwood that english spinner or blackwell blackwell oh, i think yeah that. i remember yeah. yeah he reminds me a bit of him you know he comes and he bowls uh, fastest uh, slow left arm off spin knocking more on but i think blackwell was an all rounder if i correct but yeah oh yeah yeah he could bat too yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it was a very funny looking england squad with blackwell there. but yeah I, i agree what has been pressed he does seem quite suited to the for the T20 format but yeah, yeah i mean they they kind of push na namibia a little in that game for that 110 for 6 but mm-hmm. yeah they the batting has been so bad mm-hmm. afghanistan that 60 all out was, i mean sure afghanistan was great and all but and that batting lineup is quite experienced like you know kyle yeah. kelso exactly yeah. and berington so on berington yeah they're all they're pretty experienced so you know if actually expect them to like maybe not chase down the 160 plus total but at least take you know at least i expected a game of 100 plus i mean yeah. afghanistan have a rate of what like 5 plus mm. they got a rate of plus 6.5 for that game so that was that was very yeah. bad it was an abject surrender and i hope they at afghanistan least don't themselves in like a very strong position after that game they've actually used all their games to their advantage so far yeah i mean the thing worrying aspect for afghanistan is that if scotland plays like this then other teams can also put in and put themselves in an unassailable position if they do this so hopefully mm-hmm. they at least put up a fight uh, against the bigger teams or at least score 100 plus something yeah mm. so i guess with that we've come to like the uh, 
end of reviewing all teams so far so um what do you think this like like one question to close this out would probably be uh, what do you think you guys are expecting in the remaining half of the tournament yes yeah, so i think um, the group b is quite interesting in terms of second place um, mm. i especially because south africa need to win and and west indies That's also okay, require right? three victories but I, i i don't see west indies doing well but you might get a good game out of that um the south africa australia prospect i think will be the most interesting thing and for group a i think the india afghanistan game is the game i'm looking most forward to yeah i think you interchange the groups it's group a oh, is sorry yes ah <laughs> uh, yeah yeah similar i think the group of death sort of fizzled out from being the group of death it's become this race for the second spot whereas the second group is now looking more like a group of death because all teams are miraculously performing similarly except barring pakistan so i mean i guess that way both both groups look similar but let's just knowing pakistan they can flounder at any time and mm-hmm. nostradamus here has already predicted lost in namibia so uh, you know it's coming when are they playing namibia is it their last game or is it uh, their second last game it would be really funny if it's the second last game yeah, because that would game. Tuesday. <laughs> yes, nice. If it's that game and they screw that up, then it makes it uh, really, really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, this is this is a prediction. I don't actually believe in, but I'm hoping I speak it into existence. Uh, the cricket will improve. Uh, so that's my prediction for the next this thing. We will get a good 180 plus run chase, like a close run chase. Like I maybe the chasing team might not be successful. But a close one eighty odd. Yeah, I mean, I would be yeah. happy to hear a one sixty for that matter. Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen that as well. It's something that I want to see too. I want to see this template of win toss bowl first win match uh, being overturned. So I definitely want to see uh, sides batting first, regardless of winning the toss. Sort of, you know, get, making a game out of it. And yeah, Afghanistan do that. I mean, they've done that in all the three matches they won the toss. Yeah, but that's kind of their their best. strategy i feel because uh, the batting is a bit more suspect compared to their bowling so i think they're playing to their advantage uh, yeah. i have another prediction this is a wild one okay uh, england in in one of the games it might not be a group stage game it might be a playoff game but in one of the games they'll pull uh, kings 11 punjab and lose like eight wickets in the span of two overs or something like that to absolutely blow a game that they were going to win like they need They need twelve runs in the last two overs, and they lose eight wickets. That kind of situation. Uh, oh, that's okay. going to happen with England. That's going to happen with England. Uh, England, beware now! You have the Nostradamus jinx. <laughs> I didn't want to make a South Africa prediction to jinx you, so. Uh, oh, so kind. Yeah. <laughs> South Africa need all the luck in the world right now. So yeah. yeah. Now I feel like even making a prediction might just make uh, make things worse. So. Mm. Yeah. In on that note, uh, here's for another good week of hopefully good week of T20 World Cup cricket. <laughs>